think that most of you know that the word Advent, as you should know, means coming or arrival. And so this season is a preparation for the coming of Christ into our lives, not just at Christmas necessarily, but every day. How do you make yourself ready every day to receive Him? Advent is a month for us to practice that again and again and again. It gives us one time each year to kind of like get ourselves back to the basics. And in some ways, all of life is Advent. We should constantly be preparing for the coming of Christ into our lives. This is why Jesus says, stay awake. When he says he's coming in an hour we do not expect, I think it's very important for us to understand he's not trying to catch us. Like behaving badly. You know like how cops, they hide in those specific spots. And then like when you come over the hill, I mean if I was a cop, I'd just be like, gotcha. You know? And I'm just like, yes! More money for the state, you know? Not me. <laughs> and, and, but that's not the way that God... This, this idea is to stay awake for you don't know when I'm coming. Because he comes at very unexpected times. And when those times come... Again, he's not trying to scare us like, I got you, I'm sending you to hell. It's like, I'm here and you're like, yes, I knew it. That's why all the greatest stories, right? They're all about when like everything's going to fall apart and then all of a sudden, the good guys win. I was thinking of, I, I relate everything to the Lord of the Rings because I love the Lord of the Rings. But if you haven't seen the movies, and it looks like they're going to lose. Like it's almost all over. And then all of a sudden... You know, Aragon remembers, he says, Gandalf said, look to the east on the third day, you know, and he looks, and Gandalf's at the top of this hill, you know, on this white stallion, and all of a sudden this huge army comes over and completely annihilates the bad guys. And everybody's just like, yeah, that's what he wants. That's the way our hearts should be. Every day we should be waiting for those impossible situations for him to arrive in. And when it comes to preparing, to getting ready, It implies a lot of things, but one thing it always implies, and that's change. Think about this. If you come over and you're like, let's go, and I'm like, hold up, I need to get ready. What does that mean? I got to go change. Now, it's my clothes, obviously, and we're talking about our hearts. But to prepare for anything, to get ready for anything, is to change. And so this season is a season of change. And I know we all love change. Everybody. Oh, and by the way, the older you get, the more you love it. We hate it. We hate change. We love to get in our little spaces. We love to store creatures of habit. But I'm beginning to see that change is nothing more than a firm and steadfast repeated choice. So what are you and I called to choose? In Advent, you know, we're preparing for Christmas, and at Christmas there's this song that we're going to sing. We sing it every year, almost to the point where people are like, I'm sick of singing this song. And it's joy to the world. Christ brings joy to the world. And so you and I are called to choose joy over fear. G.K. Chesterton said that joy is the gigantic secret of the Christian And yet what I see more than anything is not joy in Christians. I see fear. Terrible fear. And that is because, as another author once wrote, I can't remember his name, he said, the battle in every human's life is a battle for your joy. 
Christ wants to give you joy. The enemy wants to take it from you. And so why is there less and less joy in our hearts? I think it's because we're not choosing joy. What we're choosing are the things of the world, hoping they'll bring us joy. It's because you and I, we would rather choose the things of the world. And, that's, and I know this because we skip Advent. We all skip Advent. It's like the most, un, it's like the most forgotten season in the church year. I'm not going to have you raise any hand, no participation points this morning. And I don't want to embarrass you. How many of you have a, a tree up? I just want you to think about this. That was great, he raised his hand. <laughs> How many of you have a tree up? How many of you have lights up? Right? I just saw this thing. I was down. I was visiting some people for Thanksgiving. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of Elf on the Shelf? I hate Elf on the Shelf. I absolutely hate it. And the reason I hate it is because this. They have this little, like kids are so excited to see this little elf. And they're like, and it's creepy. Don't you think it's creepy? There's this weird little stuffed animal watching you. You want to, if you want, you want to feel creepy? If you have one, go put it in the shower. Yeah, you get in the shower, you're like, what the? You know, he's like sitting on like the nozzle head of the shower. And the thing is, is like, the kids are looking for the elf. Why are they looking for the elf? Because they think the elf is watching them. So they'll be good. And so they want to be good. Why do they want to be good? To be virtuous? No. They want to be good so they get exactly what they want at Christmas. That's why. What are we teaching them? It's all messed up. The focus is all messed up. I came up, I was so, you know, I was, I was arguing with this family over and over and over. And I got, I was like, you, elf on the shelf, you can't do that, you can't do that. Well, my brother was praying, right? And he's the godfather of the littlest girl. And they come out and they're like, all right. And she, she looks at me and I'm like, or the, the dad's like, you got to listen to father. And she's like, he's not my father. <laughs> and the dad's like, who's your father? He's like, the other one. <laughs> It's like, fine, we'll ask him. Well, my brother didn't know what we were talking about. So he comes out and, and the guy, the dad's like, can we have Elf on the Shelf for little Veronica? And she's like, he's like, of course we can. And I'm like, dude, you're killing me. I came up with an idea. How about this one? Angels Among Us. Huh? Have a little angel that floats around. That's a Shark Tank idea. Because angels are real. And they are watching our children. And our children should know that. And they're not watching our children to scare them or catch them. They're watching them to watch over them. To protect them. That's why we call them guardian angels. And what should we be preparing for? Jesus himself. Who watches over us. But you know what? Elf on the shelf is cool. Everybody's doing it. So why wouldn't we do it? Because Jesus called us out of the world. That's why. We have fallen lockstep with the world. And the more in line you are with the world, the less joy and the less peace you will have. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. 
The peace that the world cannot give. He is the great giver of peace and joy. So wake up. That's what Paul says. He says, it is now the hour to awake from sleep, throw off the works of darkness, and live in the light. But so many of us are asleep. I don't know if you guys, have you ever encountered like a real sleepwalker? They are, it's weird. So when I was living in Mexico, my roommate had this awful habit of sleepwalking. <clears throat> and he would like, I would like wake up in the middle of the night, and he would just be standing in the middle of the room. Staring at the wall. One time we had a big birthday party for like all the people who are celebrating birthdays that month. I woke up, I don't know, like 2, 3 in the morning. He was standing over my bed with a piece of cake. <laughs> staring at nothing. And I got to thinking, I'm like, he's doing everything that we do when we're awake. He just doesn't know what he's doing. I think that we have a lot of Christians who are sleepwalkers. Doing everything they should or trying to do everything they should, but not really know what's going on. So I want to give you three ways this Advent to wake up, to see him, to receive him, to encounter him, to really see what's going on. You can pick one of them or you can do all three. First, make a thanksgiving after you receive the Eucharist. What do I mean by that? I see way too many people leave the church after receiving communion. Way too many. And I don't even get mad. I just get sad. And I think it's the same sadness that the Lord experiences. He doesn't want you to leave. I mean, think about this. Y'all probably went to somebody's house for Thanksgiving or you had people over to your house for Thanksgiving. Imagine if you went to somebody's house for Thanksgiving. You walked in, you sat down, you ate, and you left. You'd say, thank you. You just ate and left. What would that say to the person who slaved for hours cooking the Thanksgiving meal? I'll tell you what it says. I don't care. I don't care what you did. I don't care how much work you put in. It's about me. And so I have to conclude that the people that leave early, it's because they don't understand how much work has been done. The labor and the struggle and the blood that was spilt for them. Now I know this isn't everybody. But I will bet this. I bet some of you, when you get back to your pew after receiving communion, you don't know what to do. (laughs) I did this for years. We would sit like four or five pews back on this side at the cathedral. And I would try to sit on the outside because I always, after communion, I wanted to like wave at all my friends. Or see who was at Mass. Sometimes I just counted the people. I did that for a long time. I was like 24 years old. We are meant at that time to be in a conscious dialogue with Jesus. Close your eyes. I really invite you, just try it today. Close your eyes. And you don't have to say anything. There's a time to sing. Sure, we can sing, but there's a time to be quiet and not to do nothing, but to really engage in a relationship, an actual conversation. When I was in Africa, they would get done with communion and for like 15 minutes, you know, they like to sing and dance in Africa. 
For like 15 minutes, they would beat drums and dance and jump around, and all they would say over and over and over again is Asante Sana, Asante Sana, Asante Sana. You know what that means? That was the only lyric to the song. Thank you very much. That's it. Thank you. So the first thing, stay and pray. Not not only have to receive, try staying after Mass for a little bit. Just talking to Jesus then, too. Close your eyes and say, think of the fact that, number one, you've been saved from hell. Number two, your sins have been forgiven. And number three, someone died for you. That's something to think about. So stay and pray. Second, don't worry, the last two are, are short. Second, I, I harp on this. I, be, I ask you all the time. I ask you every Advent. I ask you every Easter. I ask you all the time. Go to confession. Please. Please. We're going to have extra uh, on next weekend, the second Sunday of Advent and the fourth Sunday of Advent. On Saturday from 5 to 7 o'clock. That's two hours. I'm just going to sit in that confessional and wait. And that's Jesus just sitting in there waiting for you to be reconciled to him. You cannot possibly know what it is like to be saved and the peace and serenity and joy of the Savior if you have nothing to be saved from. If you have nothing to be saved from, you don't need Christianity. I said it earlier, the battle in your life is a battle for your joy and nothing kills joy and peace faster than sin. And there's no greater remedy than confession. Finally, try going to daily Mass. We got it Tuesday through Friday. Just come one day. For four weeks, just come one day. And experience that quiet, that still. People at daily Mass want to be at daily Mass. They want to encounter Jesus daily. It revolutionized my life. And that's where I found the peace that the world cannot give. Preparation demands change. Try one of these or all three. So that when he does appear, you will not be asleep, but awake and ready to receive him. Not just at Christmas, but every single day of your life. And then you will experience the peace and the joy of the Savior.